Welcome to Gain That Tune. What's going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune back in the house once again. It's ya boy, John Harrington here. We got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. We've got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. And we have a very special guest on tonight's episode. What a uh, what a guest it is. Uh, host of the much more popular than this podcast, uh, Legacy Music Hour video game music podcast. Is that the earliest, like, first video game music podcast? Or were you, like, you know, on with... It, it, might, it might... It could be. It could be the first. I think so. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the fantastic... It started in 2010. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if there's podcast content prior to that covering video game music strictly, then I'm definitely not aware of it. We've got Brent Weinbach from the Legacy Music Hour with us. Hi, Brent. Say hey. Hi guys! Hi guys! Thanks for having yeah, me, dude. Awesome, awesome of you to slum it with us, man. I'm so glad that you're here. Because yeah. see, now when I oh, it's always fun. When I, it's always fun to talk video game music. Well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. To oh off. no, please! I'm just doing my usual intro. I was gonna say, like usually, I say like, oh, if you're just joining us, and it's like Brent is just joining us. I can address all this explanation of the show to him. It seems organic. You know, it's fantastic. It's because it, it's a complicated show. Is what I'm trying to tell you. Um, I mean, yeah. It's, there's, there's like microphones and headphones. Exactly. All kinds of, te- of technology. Five men hanging out, listening to music, uh, trying to guess each other's games based on the songs. We do a little bit of trivia. That's you know that's the real twist. Uh, you know we give a yeah. give a trivia hint. I mean it, you know we uh, goof off and have a lot of fun. Whoever wins the show picks the theme for the next episode. And our winner last week was uh, oh it's me. Um, and our theme for this week's uh, episode. Is a uh, theme near and dear to my heart. Excuse me, 16-bit games. We're gonna, you know, take it back to probably the greatest of console generations. I think, uh, uh, arguably. Yeah. The, I would the, agree. Uh, the, the debate rages on, but yeah, see, that's why we brought in a ringer I, like Brent. To I would argue. That, yes, I would argue. Argue in favor of that. That indeed, the the 16-bit era is the best era. I mean, hell yeah, yeah. man. Um, yeah, I, you know, I recently saw, uh, Brent, uh, not to, you know, put your, uh, you know, activities out there for everybody, but I saw you on, uh, another Twitch stream doing some video game music guessing, and I realized, uh, you know, we gotta get this guy, man, he's like, uh, he's like a chiptune expert, this guy, you know, he was, uh, kinda kicking ass on that stream, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it comes yeah. with the territory after doing 200-something podcast episodes. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, it's like, um... I mean, especially even before I started doing my podcast, I thought I knew a lot about video game music, and you know, I, I mean, I. And then after doing the podcast for a few years, I realized, wow, I just there's so much more I didn't know about, and now I really know a lot. Right. And then after doing it for ten years, it's like, I mean, yeah. I'm the master. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, when somebody needs, I'm just kidding. A, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the video game music guy, they call you. You know, they, they don't call us, so it's uh, <laughs> it's fine. We're uh, we're getting there. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I'm sure you guys. I'm, we'll see what happens. You probably stump me, you know. By the way, I my the, the tracks I picked, I didn't purposely pick. Uh, I didn't pick them from a game that um, is purposely obscure. I just picked 
uh, I mean, it isn't is not a. I mean, I shouldn't say this probably because I'm kind of giving a hint, but it's not very well known. But it's also it happens to just be good. They're good tracks. That's, that's why I picked them. See, that's always good a, tracks. That's, that's why one of the big qualifiers. Like, you know, if if you don't love the game, pick the game with the best tunes. Is a big policy around here. Uh, it's it's yeah. been the guiding policy for Johnny for like 180 episodes since he ran out of games that he actually played. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I have actually played this game too. But yeah, I'll get into that. Oh, good, good. That's, you know, man, change of pace for this show. Um, way better than Johnny. Yeah, <laughs> uh, man, he's coming for you, John. Uh, yeah, so uh, you know, we've uh, normally we do three songs from each game, but uh, I thought that in the interest of having a, an expert like Brent on the show, I think uh, Johnny is. Is there anything we could do to like? Tweak the game a little bit, put it in hard mode, take it maybe down to two songs a game. Is that complicated? Does that fuck up your settings at all? Uh, let me see what I can do here. Hold on. Um, I think I just have to turn this knob. fucked everything That's up. That's definitely not. Wrong sound. <laughs> okay. Oh, there's that knob. There we go. I think it's doing it. I think. Oh. That beep's not good. Johnny, that sounds bad. I don't think this is going to work. Is the stream okay. coming down? I think I think we broke it. Oh, it's fine. Okay, we're good. <laughs> All right, we're good to go. So we can do it then. Yes, the game is now in, The game is now in hard mode. We'll we're, only be doing two songs per game. We're now playing in hard mode. Cool, man. And fucking up the soundboard still. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a perfect episode of Game That Tune so far. So yeah, uh, Johnny, let's just, uh, let's just hop to it, man. What do we got for our first game? Game one. David, do you have some trivia? I was going to say, so are we doing the trivia in between the two songs? Or st- Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, I yeah. do have trivia for this. So in 1997, <clears throat> Electronic Gaming Monthly listed the TurboGrafx-16 version of this game, which is what we're listening to, as number 50 on its 100 best games of all time list. It, uh, number what, oh, you say? Uh, number 50, 50. Number fifty. Okay, got it. I'm not look. Not that I'm trying to look that up. Right? Oh, he's got his magazines. Uh, I'm not. Out. I, and I, I, I know. Even for myself, I like to try to get stuff without. I mean, I don't look stuff up. <laughs>
Alright, so who has those guesses slash answers slash anything else you want to write down? I mean, I'm still thinking. Oh. <laughs> Yo, you guys are already doing yeah. it. Okay, well, I'll just, I'll just put, I'll put what I was writing even though I think I'm wrong. I mean, I, I think I'm wrong here. All right, so it looks like and I, Brent and I think says Jesse's right. Soldier Blade. Um, yeah, but John says Bunk's Extra Rad Adventure. John Harrington says Blazing Lasers, and Jesse says Devil's Crush. Everyone has a different Jesse's answer, right. but only uh, Jesse is correct. Yes. Yeah. No. I. I, I actually. I, I have this game too. Actually. This is one of the few TurboGrafx-16 games I have, actually. Uh, I'm sorry, Johnny. Jesse is correct. Oh, oh, oh. Forgot my sounds, John. (laughs) Yeah, this is Devil's Crush. Um, Specifically, this is the TurboGrafx version and not the Genesis version. The difference being? Yeah. Um, Well, the Genesis version has additional music from earlier um, games made by the developer, but it also uses the Genesis sound chip, and I like the TurboGrafx sound chip much better. (laughs) Genesis sound chip can get a little farty sometimes. Uh, I can see it going a little Um, wild on this one. I was gonna, I was gonna maybe put blazing lasers, even though I didn't think that was correct. But I, uh, I follow yeah. my usual procedure for these things of googling best TurboGrafx 16 games, and blazing lasers had the coolest sounding name as I scrolled through the list. So and it was also very high on the list, being blazing. Oh, so you do, you are allowed to look things up. I, I mean, I did a light googling. I, I you know, I was <laughs> not gonna Google like Electronic Gaming Monthly 1997 Top 100 Games of All Time. Right, um, right. But uh, yeah, a light googling to remind me of games on the TurboGrafx 16 because uh, uh, I, I was not a like a bougie kid and did not own a TurboGrafx 16. Therefore, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, it's a pinball game. I mean, I, I, uh, I, I, like I said, I mean, I, I don't have that many TurboGrafx 16 games, but, um, but this is the one of the few games I have, and uh, yeah. Okay. There's, there's a couple other ones that are like companion uh, like, games too, like uh, Alien Crush. Anyway, Karen, yeah, are they all pinball a, games? There's a series of pinball games, um, and they're all Crush. There's Alien Crush. There's Devil's Crush, and then I don't remember what the third one was. Um, I did. I did not own this on the Turbo Graphics. I did, however, buy this on the Wii Virtual Console because it, someone mm. said, "Like, oh yeah, Turbo Graphics games are coming. You should definitely get Devil's Crush." It's like, all right, that sounds like an awesome game. It's like, yeah, it's a satanic pinball game. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna play this because I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm not sure why, but digital pinball Satan. games. Oh. I really like them. Like, for some reason, video game pinball. I love those games. I mean, I get... They can kind of do a lot that, that regular pinball can't do. You know, they can go... The ball can go into sections that are, you know, you could... New sections. You can get into new sections with balls. Yeah. With the balls. <laughs> and that's... Balls go into new sections. That's new rooms, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I think it thing. is, because that was, that was one of the cool things about this game, was the table was split into three sections, so you basically had, like, three screens yeah. of table, but then if you knocked the ball into, like, a dragon's mouth or a demon's hands or whatever, you'd go to a bonus room where you kind of had to, right. like, fight a boss... Like, there was one where there's, like, a six-headed dragon, and you kept using the flippers to knock the pinball and knock all of the heads of the dragon off, and then you got bonus points. Like, 
This game is metal as hell. I mean, it's, yeah, it sounds like hell. It sounds pretty dope, man. <laughs> um, Does anybody know? Do you do you remember your? I actually wrote down my high score um, for for some reason that when I was playing this game, which wasn't that long ago, it was like, I don't know several years ago, and I was playing it kind of a lot. And I did you do you know? I mean, is it a game you played recently at all? Or? Not recently, no. Um, it was mainly back when my Wii was working. Um, oh yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Which I wish there was a better way to phrase that sentence, mm. but sore um, spot. <laughs> um, no, I remember getting. I remember it not being a particularly difficult game. Like I definitely had a high score in the upper hundreds of thousands, but I don't remember oh, exactly oh, like what I had. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Well, my my. Uh, if anybody's interested, or you know, like just to compare to see. I, and I didn't play it that much, but my high score that I wrote down was, and this is on just using one credit, you know, uh, was uh, 42,665,300. And I don't think, I, I actually think it's probably not hard to get to a million, but um, but anyway, that's, if anybody's interested in comparing high million. scores, that's yeah. that. 42 million, 42 and a half million. Yeah. 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 Uh, based on what good. I know of pinball games, that could be a very good score. Could be a very, uh, very high score, very low score. Uh, you know, my, and my experience in pinball games is, of course, uh, 3D Pinball Space Cadet for Windows 95 and um, Pokemon Pinball. And then all random actual pinball games at, like, barcades. I, uh, I have not played nearly enough video game pinball. I, you know, it seems like kind oh, of thing is a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, speaking of pinball, uh, the Legacy Music Hour, we did, a, we did one episode that was only... Uh, pinball machines music so music from actual pinball machines not pinball video games but Hmm. the music from Hmm. which sounds really similar to video game music a lot of times they use similar sound uh, hardware and stuff and um, but yeah we did one episode on pinball music I would have thought from actual pinball machines yeah mostly the sound of pinball machines to me is like the just you know uh, noise of an (laughs) arcade uh, sure, sure. You so yeah. seldom hear the music unless it's like a metal band themed pinball machine. I was going to say, I would imagine or that you... like the music from pinball machines is a lot of like sample of movie themes or bands or whatever. Yeah. The... Well, uh, on the episode we did, it was all original. Like you couldn't, you weren't allowed. In fact, actually, for our po- podcast altogether, we're not allowed. We don't re- allow ourselves to use adapted music from movies or whatever. It has to be all original music to the game. And uh, so, likewise, with the pinball episode, we couldn't use anything that was like a licensed, you know, thing from a movie no, or whatever. Adam's or if it was a movie. But... Right, exactly, yeah. Although, I actually think Adam's Family Pinball might have had some original music in it or something like that, maybe. But, yeah, anyway. I would love I know to find this... out that MC Hammer's song was actually an original composition <laughs> for the Adam's Family Pinball machine before the, uh, before the movies. <laughs> <laughs> it came out. Yeah, that was where it debuted, and then he adapted it, it for the movie. <laughs> That's pretty good. I can write some lyrics to that. <laughs> Does what he wants to do. I know the Super yeah. Mario Brothers pinball machine has a annoying attract mode, so. <laughs> Is yeah, it just yeah. the Mario Brothers a- uh, theme? Or <laughs> well, no, it's Mario that. keeps like saying like weird stuff, like "Come play yeah. pinball." <laughs> oh like, yeah, I bet hearing that every like thirty-five seconds would get really old really fast. No, you know you want know what's unsettling is at my wedding reception, uh, Daniel surprised me with a Ghostbusters pinball machine, 
And that apparently lets out a blood-curling scream every few minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> people are at nearby tables just trying to enjoy their meal. And it's, you just hear... <laughs> That's, Which is uh, exactly what you want to hear during a wedding. <laughs> Did he give it to you for your wedding or just for the reception? Rented it for the reception. Rented it for the reception. Hmm. Oh. oh, that's cool. Was it a Ghostbusters themed uh, wedding? No, no. It should have been. Yeah. Oh, it I really, been. I fuck John. I really missed the bus on that one. That would have been perfect. Like the, uh, the, 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 the person marrying you and your, your uh, wife, or it could have been Zool, and then you could, <laughs> like, you could have been the Rick Moranis character, and you know, yeah. would, you know, the wife, your wife could be Sigourney Weaver, and you, you do know, a whole gatekeeper key Johnny's thing. language right now. Yeah, hard. God damn it! Y'all should redo it. Danielle, yeah, we're I'm getting married again. Like you guys could have, you could have dressed up as the characters. <laughs> when you renew those vows, let me know. I'm coming down, and I'm renting a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man costume, <laughs> and I will be there in that costume. The vows would just simply be, are you the key master, and, you know, the other one would be, yeah, or are you the game, you know, the gate master, or whatever yes. it is, you know, yeah. you just quote the movie. And just tease that hair up, you know, get really fucked up and looking. The, mm. the, the best, you know, the best man, or whatever, would be, or the best, the, the groomsman would be the Ghostbusters, and, you know, the, uh, and, like, you know, you get, the... and, and you get Andy Potts. On the on the the, the bride side, yes. and yes. just Annie and Annie Potts, the actress, the not actress, the character. You have, to, you have to actually get that. You have to call Annie Potts and get her over there. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, get the uh, the animated like dog statues as your ring bearer and flower girl. It's you know it's, it's a really good idea there, John. Yeah, no man. And where does the Marshmallow Man fit into all this? He's the entertainment, I guess. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah, a state of Marshmallow Man. He's the state of Marshmallow Man playing a harp as she walks down the aisle. <laughs> Right, right, right. Also good. Yeah, I was going to say, just making also, everybody get on can... the floor for the cha-cha slide. No, he, he ends the wedding by stepping on the church. That's <laughs> that's what he does. <laughs> he also, during during the reception, you could have you could just melt him, and it could be kind of like an Ibiza foam party, but with oh, marshmallow yeah. instead of foam, you know? Instead of having, like, a chocolate fountain, it's just a marshmallow fountain. Man, I really yeah, fucked up exactly. by not doing all this. Yeah, John, your wedding was just fine, but it wasn't any of this, man. It should have been. Man. If you're going to spend, spend on the right thing, John. <laughs> you fool. Need proton packs and... Yeah. and uh, yeah. oh, God, what was our groomsman gift, David? It wasn't a proton pack. <laughs> no, <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, so... Who even fucking cares? Anyway, uh... Wait, oh wait, hold on. So wait, you you guys were the groomsmen? Yeah, uh, yeah me, me and David were. Yeah. Oh, how, what happened? To, what, what's up with Jesse, though? It's a good I question, John. It. Now's the time to address it. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm, <laughs> so I don't want to stir things up. But um, but did you... Um, uh, oh, I had a question about that. But anyway, oh, I was going to say, if the three of you were uh, all the groomsmen, who would be who as far as the Ghostbusters goes? That was going to be the question. You know, I guess if you had to pick a Ghostbuster, John... Uh, who would it be? And See, David. Johnny's the one getting and married. Jesse, so who would it be? Might as well. Johnny gets first. And you know what? Pick. Since you need you need a you need a fourth anyway, so I'll I'll play the game too, and I'll pick one too. Right. Anyway, yeah, um, go ahead. You guys go first. I mean, obviously, I, yeah, I'm pretty high on myself, so I think I'd be the Vinkman of the group. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> I I feel very comfortable being um, Ray, and I feel yes. like everyone will agree that yeah, that's pretty spot on. Yeah, so. I will keep. Um, yeah. I'll go ahead, Jesse. I guess I could be Winston. That'd be fun. See, it's interesting that you say that. I was going to say, I, I was originally going to say, you know what? I'll be Egon, but 
you know, since I'm kind of joining your guys' group right now last, I, it's sort of like I should be, you know, Ernie Hudson kind of because it's, or Winston, I mean. Right. Because, you know, I'm, I'm joining in later. But you know what? I originally was, my instincts were to pick Egon. So you picking Winston's, that works out. Yeah, Perfect. Same. Perfect. Yeah. He'll do anything works for a paycheck. Way. He'll believe anything you want. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it's, whatever uh, you got. Yeah. So yeah, Devil's Crush. Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah. So, I had a question about Devil's Crush. How does it compare to uh, Orange Crush? Um, well, you know, it's... It's red. It's less, like, <laughs> fulfilling and it's less flavorful, but it does have more Satan. So, it's kind of an Ooh. even balance. It's vegan soda? Vegan soda? <laughs> uh, or- Orange Crush or Devil's Crush? The they one with, made with, with Satan. Oh okay. no, it's okay. You know, uh. you know what? If 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 Devil's Crush was a was a soda, it would basically just be carbonated blood. I think. Yeah, yeah. I'd go for that. You know, that's, that's the taste I get in my mouth when I play most pinball games. I <laughs> or blood I, orange. I can't see mm. the FDA like approving that though, guys. I don't know if that would ever make it to a I store mean, shelf. I mean, they approved Soylent Green. <laughs> they can approve blood soda. Yeah. The wait, they approve. You can buy Soylent Green. Yeah, Johnny, yeah, we're living Johnny in the future. future. And, it's, and it's, nobody is aware of the the connections with that product title. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, David, uh, excellent pick, this uh, this Devil's Crush. Uh, it's got a killer soundtrack, too. It's got a great soundtrack. You want to shout out the composer or uh, anything um, like that? You can shout out the composer if you happen to have it pulled up in front of you. Oh, I, I can pull it up if you guys want. Yeah, I was going to say, um, huge mistake. <laughs> well, in that case, then, it. I will shout out the composer, uh, Toshiaki Sakoda. Well done. Excellent, excellent uh, pick. Excellent game. Excellent soundtrack. Uh, excellent soda. And, <laughs> I, <laughs> frankly, um, it's, it's refreshingly addictive. and uh, you know, Refreshingly satanic. Yeah, you know, Satan is refreshingly addictive. Only six, six, six calories. And if Wait, that's a lot. We gotta get out of this, man. We gotta move on. <laughs> All right. Game two.
All right. Uh, for this game, uh, Scary Larry of GamePro <laughs> viewed this game as Genesis's answer to The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. see what you got oh fuck okay wow oh sorry I'm backwards but no, yeah. sorry um so David said Landstalker incorrect uh John said Beyond Another Oasis said incorrect Johnny and Brett say Crusader of Senti which is correct Ooh, sweet this is Crusader of Senti um, which looks just like fucking Link to the Past. It's crazy. Um, have, has anyone else played this game? It's, I haven't played this. This is, uh, this is a pretty expensive game, um, to get. Um, and I, well, I mean, I, I guess people could play it on an emulator or something, but. Whoa, I, I whoa, 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 no, no, <laughs> that's not a thing. Hey, 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 we don't talk about I, such I, things. I, I, so. I mean, I Ooh. never, I never play with, I don't play with emulator, so therefore I haven't played it, but, um. This is a, uh, but there, it's definitely an awesome soundtrack, and there's um, there's some really good tracks in this in this game, and uh, definitely we we played tracks from this game on, on my podcast. Yeah, it's uh, it's super good. I've, I've been playing it recently. Um, I you know borrowed it from a friend that had it, and uh, and so, <laughs> <laughs> and so um, but yeah, it's very much like uh, linked to the past. It um. It's it's wild how much it looks on the Sega Genesis. Um, okay, wow! And, even just the first screenshot on the wiki page, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's clear what they're trying to do. Jesus Christ, that's uh, that's their link to the past, all right. And I, f- I feel like uh, it came out the same time as Beyond Oasis came out, and um, I guess the art style for that game kind of popped a little more, and so people really got on that bandwagon and just kind of forgot about this game because you know. It is kind of obscurish, um, like Brent said. It's very expensive because they didn't make a whole and, lot of them. Yeah, and, and also the, at least nowadays, 
Beyond Oasis is a lot more affordable and so therefore accessible. And I, I have Beyond Oasis myself, and that is a, it is a good game too. It Beyond is Beyond Oasis, yeah. and, um, and uh, yeah, there's some cool music in that too by Yuzo Koshiro. Oh yeah, that's that's a really good soundtrack. Um, yeah, we've, yeah, we've this... definitely used Beyond Oasis before. That's uh, why I had no idea what this was and I had to guess the uh, fake Beyond Another Oasis. Hoping yeah, I know, like another, a se- sequel. Another a sequel. Yuzo Koshiro uh, soundtrack that I maybe was not aware of. But. Yeah, I had written down Beyond Oasis. Like, no, we used that. What was the other one? Landstalker. That's what it was. <laughs> Duh! <laughs> the other Sega uh, RPG. Landstalker, Lan- 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 actually, I played through that not... I, I got that like I don't know maybe a year ago I played through that pretty pretty recently um, yeah that has great music as well by um, Motoaki uh, Takanaguchi yeah nice. this one is by Motokazu Shino Shinoda and um the guy from Static uh, no never mind he's not the guy from Static X that's Mike what? Shinoda no <laughs> no but uh, different Shinoda is... my bad guys I didn't realize this because I immediately named my character Butt for some reason. But if you don't, <laughs> as one does, char- if you don't name your character, uh, their name is Corona, and uh, that's wow. <laughs> interesting. So this game predicted our current predicament. That's what you're yeah. saying. Are we going to get demonetized now? <laughs> oh, sure. Well, maybe they were just into the beer. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Oh yeah. This game, this game was all about changing latitudes left and right. Um, it was uh, there's a track in that game. Oh yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say um, it was published by Atlas, which they do a, a few cool games. Yeah, may- maybe you've uh. heard of them. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just like literally thumbing through Google Images of this. I'm just like, yeah, that's uh, man, it, it's a good looking Zelda clone. Like, uh, yeah, but it's one of those games where like I could have been convinced that I've missed out on something by not owning a Genesis, and then been like, wait a minute, no. I'm just SNES. I played Zelda. Like I, I didn't miss out. It's the same thing. Well, this game though, you get uh, animal companions that help you out. See, that's what it, you know. I fucking is, missed out. I love animal companions. So okay, like the the crux of the game at the beginning is you talk to this lady, and she's like, "Hey, now you can talk to animals." And he's like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> Except now that you can talk to animals, you can't talk to people anymore. So whenever you talk to people, it's just like like Hubert language and. Uh, Listen, but fair trade. Yeah, said, yeah, really. I'm gonna put it out there. Have you talked to <laughs> people lately, Jesse? I, I'll take yes. the animals. <laughs> the animals I all would day. Much rather ha- be able to communicate with the animals. <laughs> I was just and so, like, you like, <laughs> you like, go to your dog, and your dog is like, "I'm hungry," and then you're like, "Wait, you can understand me? Well, let's go on an adventure." And you like meet this rabbit, and your dog is like, "Hey, rabbit! Uh, this dude can understand uh, pe- uh, animals, so he's a cool human." And the rabbit's like, "Okay, fine. I'll teach you how to jump." And uh, <laughs> and like the dog like just floats behind you, like it doesn't like walk on the ground; it floats. And basically, you just let it. S- you you stop it where it is, and if any enemies get near it, he bites them, and then they they're stuck there, which is really good because there's a lot of stupid enemies that move around all over the place nice. and um it's he's a very helpful dog so it's like Good the uh, chain shop in Link's awakening like it uh, yes keeping it, keep it around is of great benefit <laughs> yes nice there's a there's a track in that game called uh water water lily i think it's called that's my favorite track oh okay yeah so anybody who wants to do any uh, extra digging into the soundtrack <laughs> of this game water lily it's a that's a 
I was digging those two tracks, Jesse. This is sure. this music is pretty sweet. Yeah, like yeah. every like zone I went into was a new jam. It's it's a good soundtrack. Yeah, and speaking of zone, I guess Sonic the Hedgehog has a cameo in this game. Oh my God, he does! You, See, you that's find why him on really? the beach. I didn't bring that shit up. I, you know, I, <laughs> Johnny will right find a way to work it in. It's you already there. The beach. I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> he's like fucking lying on a lounge chair, and at the beach, and he's like, "Hey, uh, I'm way better than you are." Ha ha ha! See, like, and it makes sense because you okay. can talk to animals. Like, you know, if, if you true. had not been uh, in this game and approached Sonic the Hedgehog, you would have been terribly confused. But since uh, this uh, <laughs> crusader can talk to animals, that's uh, that's the reasoning. You got you got to put Sega's most famous animal in the game. I don't know. I'm looking at a screenshot of it too, and I love that they make no effort to try to redesign Sonic to fit into the world. Like it's literally a Sonic 2 sprite just sitting in a chair. Hell yeah, that's good effort, man. That's uh, that's good shit. That's what I do. <laughs> I mean, that's that's all I do for like episode art. I just take existing assets and compile them into things. So yeah. Uh, these uh, these guys that made Crusader Ascenti, they're uh, they're on my same wavelength. It's just how it goes. Um, you know, it reeks of fantastic effort. They took they took Legend of Zelda, and then uh, you know slapped a couple new skins on it, and then they were like, oh, we should throw Sonic in there. Cool. Uh, right click, uh, paste, and boom, Sonic's in the game. Like, and 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 ironically, now you've got I don't know if this is ironically, but now you've got. Sonic doing Nintendo games, appearing in Nintendo games, and wearing Link's clothes in, uh, in I don't know, one of these games, Sonic Worlds or oh, something yeah. like that. Yeah, have you, you know about that? My friend who's a really, he's a big Sega guy, he f- found it really upsetting to see that. To see <laughs> I mean, not only Sonic doing an, being in a Nintendo game, but also wearing Link's clothes, because you go into the Hyrule kind of... <laughs> World, and then you have him wearing those clothes, and he said that for him it was like watching your daughter doing porn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the Something thing. Like- as as people that survived the console wars, it is a strange thing to see Mario and Sonic getting along. It doesn't make any sense. I'm just, yeah, it was, I'm just amazed that so to have him wearing the clothes. It's so humiliating, you know, to wear the Link clothes. I'm just I mean, amazed of, of all the ways that you could compare Sonic the Hedgehog and porn. Dressing up as Link was like the bottom of the list. <laughs> yeah, no, and see that is a weird connection too, because usually everybody's like, "Oh, Mario versus Sonic," you know, they're at the Olympics together. Nobody thinks about Link versus Sonic. So you know, to be right. dressed up in Link's clothes makes it extra cake. <laughs> like, it's very well, strange. Yeah. If, if Sonic's in Link's clothes, my first question is, "What happened to Link?" Is like, is Link okay? You know, well, excuse me, Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. oh, see, well, you I know, bet you Link, he put together the Triforce, and as soon as he was going to touch it, Sonic just sped in from out of nowhere, touched it, made his wish. His wish was for Link's clothes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's... Uh, that's my uh, that's my fanfic. I, I can't believe they've been reading it. <laughs> well, you know, there's, you see there's different art. heroes throughout like all of history. There's the hero of winds, the hero of time. Well, one of the heroes is a hedgehog. Canonically, it fits. I would play the shit out of that, <laughs> dude. Just imagine Breath of the Wild two comes out, and it's uh, you know in the not too distant future, and the next hero of time it links a generational thing. The hero awakens each generation. It's Sonic this time. 
Like, just <laughs> instead of being Link, it's but, just Sonic. But he's still the only Wars. hedgehog. There are no other anthropomorphic animals. He's just the oh, only yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And he's the only one that doesn't talk. So it's just Sonic going around like, eh? Eh? And... Oh man, it's pretty sad for people who are so Sega, you know, so, so on the side of, or on the side of Sega because it's it kind of maybe shows that Sega was so desperate to keep this alive that they had to succumb to Nintendo and finally join Nintendo. Yeah, no, that's that, I mean, but, Sega the, the fans have been talking saying about, since the Dreamcast. Right, right. Well, the person I'm talking about is the guy who co-hosts my the Legacy Music Hour. His name is Rob. <laughs> oh, F Switch. <laughs> Drag his Rob, ass. Rob F Switch. That's. That's who he's. He's upset. He's, he's been really sad about you know <laughs> Still, the current the current state of things. You know see, with and, Sonic and, and Sega. I'm, and stuff. I'm pretty ambivalent towards it because like you know these Sonic Olympic games are pretty fun, man. I, you know my seven year old nephew thinks Sonic and Mario get along just fine, and that's fine. <laughs> Let him have <laughs> that funny. delightful no worldview. He doesn't know a world where Mario and Sonic are rivals. It would weird him out if he think, knew what happened before this. I so. think if Rob was here, I think he would have tell your your nephew to know his history. <laughs> know your history. You know, know the struggle that used to exist. Yeah, no, as soon as he's ready, I'm going to learn him good. But, like, uh, you know, for now, he's just, you know. Blissful above, ignorance. His, his, that kind of, yeah, his ignorant bubble, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Just, you know, just don't show him summer, that. Sweet like, summer children that think Mario and Sonic are good friends. <laughs> Wait till he hears about Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> That's when it gets complicated. <laughs> uh, if he if, you know, if he says, Uncle John, I, I need a PlayStation, it's going to be, mm, no, son, no. No, son. <laughs> That's not the, not the way. Um, anyway, uh, you know, Jesse, anything else on Crusader of Sinti? Um, not from... What it's a game. cool. Yeah, great, great fucking music. Great. Yeah, no, I dig it. Yeah, I, uh, I need to do a deep dive into that. I look forward to like editing this episode and getting to listen to more of this. Um, so hell yeah, uh, Johnny, don't bring up Sonic again, and let's uh, let's keep the game moving. <laughs> Can do. Game three.
I mean, that's that's the loop right there. Okay. If you want, I mean, or you you can you know if you want to keep playing on it. I I usually um, I usually fade out after the loop, but I was like, well. I don't want to be rude to the guest. <laughs> you, you what? Oh, I don't be. Yeah. I don't be rude to Brent. <laughs> you know. He... No, no, no. I mean, it's, it's play the uh, whole I, thing. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess this, I can just kind of talk about some stuff about the game. Like, is the trivia? Yeah, I guess the trivia can be about the game. I, I guess. mean, it, you know, so, I would hope it's about the game. <laughs> you can give it away as to, much or no, as no, little no, as, as a, you want, as opposed. As opposed to just about the uh, the track or the uh, or the composer or whatever, but um, so to, from what I can tell, from what, to my knowledge, this the developer. I'll tell you the developer of the game. The developer, don't look this up, of course, um, is a company called Dynamite, and they, I think they only developed one game, oh, this game, shit. and I think, um, and um, but uh, it was published by J Wing, I think. And um, the composer is uh, he's, he's one of my favorite composers, and he uh, I, I think maybe I guess it, I mean do do some of you know well it doesn't matter I was just so he uh, did a he did a bunch of games and um, he also composed the music to uh, the the Back to the Future two game that's for the Super Famicom called uh, Super. Adventure Super Back to the Future 2, I think it's called. <laughs> and um, he also did the music to Gauntlet 4 for the Sega Genesis. And um, and he did a bunch of stuff. And uh, did a few tracks. Or not. Yeah, he did a few tracks for um, uh, Treasure Hunter G for the Super Famicom. And he did... Uh, uh, he did... Uh, what else did he do? Um, well, he did a lot of... He's really good. He's one of the best. He's one of my favorite uh, 16-bit era composers. And uh, I don't know. Is that good enough trivia? Or? I think, you know, that's the thing. The trivia is meant not to be a giveaway, but to be like a push in the right direction. And so anybody yeah. listening, that should be plenty of push. Yeah. I mean, I could name the, I can name the uh, composer, and that would be a real push, but I'll save that, I guess. Super push. So it's got that real funky little kind of solo. In yeah. There. Um. But uh, yeah. Man, 
I've always liked it's, when chiptune uh, composers take the time to write out a solo in their chiptunes. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> Absolutely. This is a, a tough one here, man. Yeah. Like I said, I did not um, pick this because um, it's obscure. I picked it because the music is good. Wow. Um, okay, that's for, okay. So all right. So John uh, says question marks. I haven't heard of that game. Um, is, it, is it is that a puzzle game? Or? No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's one of John's and, favorites. Uh, then John, sorry, John. Uh, then John, the other John says uh, tactics ogre, and okay, that's what he says. That's not correct. But that's that's the best guess by the way so far. And so Pock was Jesse's guess, and Cool Spot is. Um, David's um, guess, and so those are all wrong. And he's saying uh, ogre battle, yeah. So you're, that's also a good guess because this composer <laughs> did compose music for those games. Yeah, noted. <laughs> Wait, you know that? See, that's the thing. How, did you know uh, so, that? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not. A, okay. I'm not going to claim to be a genius on this one. I, I have my music player pulled up. I have every single SNES song downloaded. So you mentioned Superback the Future. I'm like, oh hey. Hitoshi Sakamoto composed for Super Back to the Future 2. What an odd... Okay, okay. You know, so I thought maybe okay, okay, Tactics okay. Ogre, maybe Ogre Battle. Granted, neither of those songs sounded like they belonged in the Ogre Battle <laughs> series. <laughs> oh, I wish. No. Um, those funky ogres. So, well, obviously those Ogre games are, are uh, tactical RPG games. Um, this is just a straight RPG. Um, and the well, so Hitoshi Sakamoto is the composer, as I mentioned, and the name of the game is The Adventure of Harai High School. And this is a Super Famicom game. It was only released in Japan. And um, it, the, yeah, it's a role-playing game. It takes place in a, a, it's a high school kind of setting. And um, uh, I now I have played this game. I never, as I mentioned earlier, I don't do. I, I never use emulators. I, I, I don't. I always get the original games when I play games. Impressive. And I almost never use. I almost never use reproduction cards. There's very rare cases where I have, and this is one of those cases. And the reason why is because um, a friend of mine gave it to me as a gift, and um, she really she knew I liked the soundtrack a lot, and um, so I did play this game on a reproduction cart, and. Uh, <laughs> It is kind of an unplayable game, I'll say. <laughs> uh, meaning, Those the reason the being is, uh, it's uh, it, it's just the the random encounters are so frequent that you can't play the game at a certain point. That, for one thing, you you fight so many battles, you level up very quickly, and uh, to a point where it just you don't have to even look at the screen. You can just keep pressing one button and just. You'll 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 survive it no matter what. It's going to be so easy, and you can't walk more than like a couple pixels without encountering a new enemy. And it, it so I don't know I I don't know how far I was into the game, but uh, if anybody knows the game, I was in the the girls' dormitory, and um, <laughs> all right, the, uh, the, there was there was a but it was um I don't know it was, it was probably like the middle of the game or maybe even uh, two thirds into the game maybe. And I just couldn't. I, I, at a certain point, I just couldn't play it anymore. It's just I could. I, I essentially was trapped in one place. If I moved, I would just. It would be another encounter, and I just couldn't make f- progress through the game. That's really funny. So, um, <laughs> but but there. If it wasn't for the fr- the really super frequent random encounters, the game would actually be a really cool game. I'm not really really big in the role playing games myself, but uh, or turn based ones at least. And but there there's some neat game. The mechanics like you can join different clubs and kind of get different like school clubs you can get, and you can kind of get different skills based on that 
and there's some cool things going on in the and setting wise it's kind of a cool setting for a role-playing game and all that but um uh so it would be a cool game if it was if it wasn't the for the random encounters and the music is really great as well so yeah um, no I, yeah I, the adventure the adventure of rice high school for uh super famicom I, sounds kind of like now. a you're breaking Jesse's heart, is what you're doing here. Uh, How? It, it's, uh, <laughs> it looks like anime high school Earthbound, man, and you hate those first person RPGs. Oh yeah, I do. I hate first. You've got to be able RPGs. to see your characters do something. <laughs> yeah, I'm if so sorry, Jesse. That's all right. But you mean he he would like this game? No, I wouldn't. No. <laughs> I, it, oh, but I don't like it, battle oh, systems you mean you, you, where you can't see your characters fight. So like Earthbound or Fantasy Star Three or you know oh oh I see yeah yeah if, yeah, yeah if I can't yeah. see my characters interacting with stuff or even just waving a sword around <laughs> you know it just takes the the game right out of me and by the way you know like I said I'm not I don't I don't really like random I don't really like role playing I mean I'm not really role playing games aren't really my thing but um, having said that just to show you my level of tolerance as far as getting through and playing through role-playing games, just as far as just being informed about games in general. I, Tales of Fantasia, I've played all the way through in, in, in Japanese, actually, of the of Super Famicom, and wow. that has the most random encounters I've ever played besides this game. I mean, it's that... It's that almost is is not. I mean, that's pretty much not playable because of the random <laughs> accounts. But it's just playable. It's playable just enough, right? And I've sat through that. That game's long too, and I've done that. So it's like I have a high. I mean, I can get through a game with like high frequency um, random encounters. But this was just you couldn't move. You can't move at a certain point in this game. Oh, that's I, annoying. I, I like the. It really idea does crack of, me up the idea of that. It's like I like the idea of a game being unplayable, not because of how difficult it is or how like frustrating it is, but because it becomes so easy that every battle is just a waste yeah. of your time. Like that's such a unique concept. Yeah. Well, well, it got to a point where I wasn't even... Lo- I was doing other things. I was just pressing whatever button you need to press to press the action button or whatever. And Because you don't even... That's the other thing, is that they have these cool skills that you can develop, but you don't have to use those skills at all because <laughs> you don't, there's no point. You know, like, you don't have to use any of the cool mechanics that they are built into the, into the game. They become useless because it's just... It's going to be quicker and faster to just do... You know, just, you know, use a regular attack on the, on the enemies and... Anyway, yeah, at, <laughs> that's a major look, did flaw. Did you ever think about you know those little birds that uh, poke their head in the water? <laughs> you could just have one of those set up on your controller, so it just right. hits the button over right. and over it's again. You can just idea. go do stuff. I do, I do, I do have a Rob the robot. You know, oh, there and, you go. Uh, you know, picks up the uh, gyromites uh, or picks up the gyros, and I could just have him putting the gyros back on and off. <laughs> look at our super yeah, intricate combat yeah, system. Yeah, that's game. great. I'm just gonna keep mashing A. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I solved that but, combat uh, system and... with a rubber band. <laughs> Man, I mean, but uh, yeah, no. And uh, yeah. Anyway, but it's a really great soundtrack. Hitoshi Sakamoto, he's so good. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I mean, he didn't do a whole lot of like 16-bit stuff. So I was, you know, whenever I again was cheating my way into a guess, I was surprised <laughs> to see how easy it was. I was like, oh yeah, you know, he only did like. Super Back to the Future, fucking you know, a couple of ogre battles. I mean, it's like, oh right, all his Japan only stuff. I kind of forgot about those. Well, no, he he did a lot of. I mean, he did you know, like I said, Gauntlet. And he did this game called Veritex, and he did this game called Devilish, which is another pinball game, I think. Yeah, we've um, used Devilish. And, oh yeah, it's cool. Yeah, 
and he did. Uh, I mean, he he did quite a few games during the 16-bit era. Actually, we did a whole focus on this composer on our on our podcast nice. episode 68. Cool. Interesting. It seems like every time that he's brought up, he's brought up with uh, Masaharu Iwata, and it's all about tactics. Yeah, he. It's <laughs> that's right. They would they would they they work together a lot. But um, for Hurai High School, he did that by himself, and he. Um, uh, some you know, there's some other games he did solo as well. I think the Super Active feature. Oh, here's a trivia. Here's a little trivia bit. This is kind of weird. Is that there's a track in Hawaii High School that is the same track that's in Super Back to the Future 2. Mm. And I don't know. You just reuse the track from and it, <laughs> that track is based on. It's not the same thing. It's, I wouldn't. I would say it's legal. It's it. It's not. <laughs> what I mean is it's not. It's not a, an adapted piece of music exactly, but it's definitely. It kind of uses the same chord changes as the original Alan Silvestri Back to the Future music. Oh, no, that's funny. That's neat. Yeah, yeah, I discovered little things like that every now and then. Uh, like, I was looking for music for this game, uh, this episode and just going through my, like, SNES collection. And it's all just the music that's downloaded from snesmusic.org. So shout out to those guys who went through and, down, you know, tagged all that stuff. Um but, some, uh, some of it's not correct, by the some way. Some of it is incorrect, yes. But uh, there is one that was correct, and there is a very shitty basketball game for the SNES where almost 100% of the soundtrack is recycled from Home Improvement Power Tool Pursuit. And I almost <laughs> picked it just for the sake of confusion. Like, wow. It's like, all the oh, soundtracks to rip off. <laughs> exactly. What's like, the game? What's I got I, I got to find it again. It was it was really fun. it was just something like you know like street dunkers or some bland <laughs> generic basketball <laughs> title and it's like and all the comments were like this is just the home improvement song. That's and my favorite like, appetizer. That is just the home TGI improvement Friday. song. <laughs> like uh, you know how how do they think they could get away with putting that song? You know, I mean you're not anticipating anybody playing the game, but like you're playing street ball and the home improvement themes playing. Like <laughs> you got to know. That, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, it just doesn't flow. But uh, yeah, I, yeah I, I'm in favor of uh, weirdly reused soundtracks every now and then. But uh, yeah. especially, I mean, if, if with a game like this where it didn't come out in you know, all regions, so you know maybe Sakamoto was just kind of like, oh fuck it, man. I, yeah, I got like 50 songs down for this thing. Just throw one in there from the other <laughs> game. It'll be fine. You know, nobody's gonna notice. But. Um, super cool soundtrack, and yeah, you know, I yeah I like an RPG set in a, like a weird modern high school. Like it, it seems like a fun game, if only it were playable in America. Yeah, well, or if it was playable at all. It sounds right. kind of like Persona. <laughs> yeah, so it seems like a less fucked up and weird Persona, but <laughs> yeah, I I don't know about Persona enough to actually like verify <laughs> that. But yeah, so maybe yeah, maybe it's just like adorable early '90s Persona. Sounds pretty good too. So, you know, awesome, uh, excellent pick, and you know, I definitely didn't inform Brent that we pick uh, games only released in America for this show. So, if anybody's going to complain, complain to me. Um, oh, okay, yeah, I was wondering. I, I, yeah, sorry, I didn't. <laughs> no, know no, was, yeah. it's all good. As I, as I no, came no, the details for the show, <laughs> oh, we have Shut a up, whole Johnny. sound effect he said for what? this. Yeah, I mean, we do, but don't give it to Brent, because I didn't tell him. Give it to me. I mean, to be all fair, right. we also have a sound effect for when we all get a game wrong, and we've yet to bust that out, so. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's okay. That's but on me. It's fine. Yeah, that's another Johnny fuck-up. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm in favor of occasionally dipping into the Japan-only market when it uh, results in a great soundtrack being played for the show, mm. so you know, thank you for that. And uh, if there's nothing else, then we just got to keep it moving. Game four.
Alright guys, a little bit of a trivia slash hint for this one. Uh, the final climactic battle at the end of this game differs from the movie that it's based on. The you know the hero and the villain are not are both wearing their masks, which is not how the movie ends.
<laughs> I know I'm not right about this. <laughs> I sh- I'm trying to think of like the the trivia clue. That's like that's really helpful, and it's oh, you it should think of the trivia clue. Fit. There's a there's a big hint yeah. in there. <laughs> well, there's this this is like not my answer doesn't work with the clue, so I know it's wrong. But uh, something you should know about Johnny, he almost always goes yeah, for the okay. easy fucking thing. <laughs> All right, so let's yeah, see here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Brent yeah. says, "Zombie ate my neighbors," which is incorrect. Uh, John wrote, "Smoking," uh, and Jesse and David both wrote, "The mask." This is the mask for the Super Nintendo. I can't get it to play through the time like I used to. Okay, hold on, hold on. We're getting the third hat trick, John. I mean, smoking was a mask reference. I thought you would get that, but there you go. You get the hat trick sound. I miss our old hat trick. It's back, man, and it's as loud and as as annoying as it ever was. The old new one. Whatever. So, Um, So yes, this is the mask for the Super Nintendo. I I kind of actually enjoy the soundtrack a little bit. I like the jazzy, you know, overall jazz vibe of it. And that track that I played with the the solo, I, I like I said earlier in the show, I appreciate when people take the time to write a solo out. Um, I've always been kind of like, I, I, I play saxophone, and when I do a solo, I just make it up. I just, you know, whatever. Uh, so, like, it's weird. The idea of writing it down ahead of time is really flummoxing to me. So I really appreciate when someone takes the time to actually like, write it out for a chip tune, no less. Um, go ahead, Brent. Sorry. Do I, real quick, I just need to... I think I am gonna might need to leave and come right back because I, I have to stop recording for a second and then... Um, just for a quick second and then I will be right back. He's bailing, okay. John. Way to go. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Why did I pick the mask? I, I knew it. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Somebody stop you. So anyway, uh, yeah, uh, John, wow. Uh, what inspired you to pick a, an SNES movie tie-in game for a, a movie that I would argue no one has thought of in, I'm going to say, 20 years? Like, when's the last time you even thought of The Mask, starring Jim Carrey? Well, the thing about The Mask is that the 26th anniversary of its release is coming up pretty soon. Uh, so I wanted to get a celebration going. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I, I will put money down that John saw the Sonic movie, saw Jim Carrey as Robotnik, and said, Jim Ooh. Carrey, I haven't seen him in something since. I should pick The Mask for Game That Tune. That, that's a way better story than the reality of the situation. The reality <laughs> is, like, last night at about 2 in the morning, I was Googling worst 16-bit games and found God! this on the list. <laughs> worst it's, it's an okay bit. game. It's not a bad game, honestly. Uh, I, I, mean, did, a... I, did, I did play it a bit, and, you know... What's the Metacritic score? That's a good question. I didn't look that up. <laughs> I'm just... How would probably you, not I good. Mean, oh, God. I mean, I could see it being a fun game. Like the sprites must be wacky as hell. Yeah, like it's it's actually know, got good can, sprite. Can you kill artwork. people with like that little like bike horn that goes auga? You and, can, uh, you can, and you can use a giant hammer, um, and you can do the thing where he pulls out like a billion guns at once and shoot people. It's actually pretty a pretty fun, comical game. You know, it's not terrible. The, the main issue is that the levels are like ridiculously difficult. Um, there's some, like, the fi- the final level, uh, there's a mechanic throughout the game where you can, like, go into a vent and pop out another vent elsewhere in the stage, like, kind of a warp, and the final level has so many of those, and they go all over the place. Like, you go in a vent, and you go, 
you know, way to the top right of the level. You know, just kind of out like, there, and there's no like way to know where it's gonna actually go ahead of time. You just have to do a lot of trial and error, right? It's kind of that kind of game. Like the, um, well, I mean, that's kind of how the end of the mask was. It was you know, they, were, <laughs> they were ripping off Die Hard, and you know, the the mask was crawling through the vents and getting lost for an extended riff, and then uh, I'm just, yeah. I'm just wondering, like. What levels are in this game? Like, I know movie tie-ins have to take liberties and all that, but I'm trying to think back to the mask, and I can only remember, like, three locations in the entire okay, movie. So it's it, it's got to be, like, the streets, Stanley Ipkiss' apartment, yep. the Copacabana Club. Uh, Coco Bongo. The, Coco Bongo, excuse me. The bank. And, yes, the bank. The bank, the bank, the yeah. bank. That's, Thank you, that's... David. I, I honestly was going to blank on the bank. Um... That's, That's what it, I mean, right, like, John? How do you get, <laughs> like, more than four actually, levels from this game? You don't. Well, there's probably four... Is there only four levels? Uh, no, I, I forget the exact number, but there's not a lot. They it's like, counted it's, on it's no one ever seeing past the first level. There's a prison level in this game, actually. Whoa. Oh, okay. Yeah. The mask goes to jail. Like a bank in a way. Yeah. Rips it's like a off, bank, uh, but for... It's a bank for people. Though. Yeah, people <laughs> bank. Exactly. It's like a, it's a vault for people. Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey gets shivved. Yeah, oh god. Just picture the mask, but in like odds. It's uh, bleak. <laughs> We're talking the prison show, right? Not the magical world with the wizard? Yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah, no, they, they did. The one you've seen, I assume. We are talking about. What if they did do a prison show with the characters from The Wizard of Oz? That'd that sounds cool. amazing. It'd be interesting, different. I mean, yeah, like. You gotta wonder who would be in charge of the whole thing. Like, who's the king of the prison? It wouldn't be Oz. the Cowardly Lion. Probably right. the Tin Man. I, th- or the wizard. I think obviously it's the Tin Man. He has no yeah. heart. Oh. And he exactly he's heartless and he can't be shanked. Like it just you know you try <laughs> to like hit him with a toothbrush and just like brushes off of him. And he, uh, yeah, he fucks you up real good. I'm really um, tickled by your, your phrase, King of the Prison. Like, that That's a weird <laughs> title for a warden to give himself. God, King of the no, prison. that's not what I'm saying. That's not a warden. He means who's the, who's the top you know, criminal that is. Yeah. Who, who does everyone respect in the prison? I just watched Escape saying. from New York. I'm picturing, like, the Duke of New York. I'm picturing every prison has a prison king. <laughs> and in this particular Oz prison... It's probably the Ted Man. <laughs> like, is that not how prison works? <laughs> I, I haven't watched a lot of prison stuff. Uh, you know, I'm a little oblivious to this. Uh, I thought you were gonna say, like, is that how prison works? I've never been to prison, so I, I, I have not. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> well, that too. I know we need criminal justice reform, but I don't think that there's anything wrong with the prison king system. I think it's a good system. You know how the word shank is used in prison a lot. Yes. Well, it's interesting that the Shawshank Redemption is not about that, even though they, that the word shank is in the title. Yeah, yeah. See, you know, dude, you're speaking all our language here, man, because yeah, there's no shanking in that movie. It's just about a corrupt warden, and he just has like guys gunned down. Like, There's no shanking that takes place. But there's probably a lot of people who are like, ooh, shanking, I want to watch this, and then exactly. there's no shanking. Just a prison movie, and it has prison, prison movie shank. shank. Right? They come close mean, uh, to shanking somebody, but then they don't actually do it. Hmm. John, I think you mean a corrupt king of the prison. No, no, no. Again, the warden is not the prison king. It's a different thing. I yeah, don't, it's I, the you know, gangster. It's the, it's the, who's the top prisoner? Right. I mean, you know, I get it. I get it. I get it. I totally get yeah, it. That, it's that like basically, that, who's the buffet? Who's the buffest guy with the most tattoos? Oh, it's I'm like, saying. is it, uh, I want to say it's either Cradle to the Grave or Romeo Must Die. 
there's a prison scene and like the dude in prison has like a really nice fucking cell. He's smoking cigars See? and prison like King. he's got like a nice couch and stuff and he's yeah. like eating grapes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forget which one it was. Yeah, like, you know, I've been doing a rewatch of The Wire, and it's like, you know, Avon Barksdale, when he goes to prison, still basically running a drug empire from the prison, and, like, you know, he uh, he coordinates a bunch of stuff. Like, that's a prison king right there, man. It doesn't matter that he's in prison, he's still gonna have that hustle, baby. So, you know, the, uh, yeah, the prison king is not the warden, John. Don't, don't mistake it. Um... Anyway, but the mask yeah. would be an excellent prison king, because he could just like do whatever he wants. You put the mask in prison, he just pulls goofy shit out of his jumpsuit. Like, it, it makes sense that he would be uh, not elected prison king, but he would he would take it by force. <laughs> I mean, elected. Yeah. We're doing our prison yeah, king. Bloody, bloody level where he fights his way to the top of the prison becomes prison king. I'm just imagining like the prison level of the mask and there's nothing but giant posters of the mask saying vote prison king. Yes, exactly. Oh, man. It's like prom uh, king. Yeah, they do it every year. <laughs> uh, and, you know, they kiss. I don't know, man. They maybe have a dance. You know. See, that's the thing. I don't watch enough prison stuff. So anyway, uh, you know, John, you, you still have to justify this pick. No, I don't. I I, <laughs> I picked it. <laughs> like I already uh, picked I it. Mean, so I mean, is it like is the is the soundtrack just like straight one to one of like the movie soundtrack? Is it just all chiptune versions of like Tony 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 and Harry Connick Jr.? Yeah, yeah, it's basically. I mean, it's not direct ports of any of those songs, direct compositions or whatever. But it's Could be. it it's you know it is big band swing. One thing that was disappointing is the overall volume of the music of that game is kind of low. Like this, oh. you know. So as you're playing it, you, you can actually kind of barely hear it. And there's actually some pretty interesting music in there. So uh, the yeah, that, that would be kind of disappointing. The most important Tony, thing. Tony. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna ask: Is there a chiptune version of Cuban Pete? I don't think so. No, I'm pretty sure that. What didn't is the point of do. having this soundtrack? It's over. <laughs> Cut it. <laughs> Jeez. Mm. I was just gonna say I've seen Tony, Tony, Tony live. Hell yeah. That's great. That's nice. Yeah. I, I thought that reference would fall on Johnny's deaf ears, but uh, I'm, I'm so glad that Brent's here to, to pick that up. Johnny, again, you're in danger of being fired. Brent might join the show permanently. I don't think Tony, <laughs> Tony, Tony was a real band. Yeah, that's, they are. Oh, that's <laughs> Tony, Tony, yeah. it feels good. That's their big hit. It oh. feels good. Yeah. You know, it feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know. you know, it's not, not Tony, Tony, Tony and Chuck Mangione. It doesn't feel so good. Right, right, right. It doesn't feel so good. It just feels good. Yeah, exactly. This is some obscure '90s like jazz references. (laughs) Well, that's gonna play great on here. It feels feels so feels so good. That's the '70s. That's the '70s. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. '70s jazz. Yeah, I'm thinking Tony, Tony, Tony. (laughs) Chunk Mangione played the French horn. Flugelhorn. Right. Flugelhorn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Flugelhorn. Uh, actually, yeah. Flugelhorn, yeah. One thing you should know, Brent, do not step to Johnny on, like, uh, on yeah. jazz band stuff. <laughs> yeah. He'll fuck you up, dog. Yeah. <laughs> like that flugelhorn, yeah. Oh, God. So, anyway, um, yeah, uh, I... I'm honestly flummoxed by this pick, but I think it's pretty, uh, you know, it, it's, it's really something, John. It's very yeah. you. It's I was just, trying to put that clue together, and I, I, I designed... <laughs> Kept on thinking of people like mask, mask, mask. See, that's, it's like that's obviously, the, yeah. 
That's the beauty of Johnny's trivia. He'll sometimes say the name of the game inside the trivia. Yeah. Or um, I, I think it was when Johnny picked Donkey Kong Country and his trivia was about this game featuring a banana counter. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's the uh, he's the king of the giveaway trivia, not the prison king. Well, you but, still have uh, to guess between the three. Here. <laughs> exactly. You know, what I mean, see, that, it narrows it down to three. So. That's where the music know-how comes in. You know, yeah. this isn't just an entry-level show. You got to have some know-how. Yeah, but um, then I think his final song was like Gangplank Galleon. Yeah, no, <laughs> right. It's obvious. Yeah, it's, yeah, talk about a banana counter and play aquatic ambiance. It's Johnny's move. Um, so Johnny, before we go, where does the mask rank in your Jim Carrey power rankings and then send us to game five? Oh man. He's probably like, I don't know, number three, something like that. I mean, honestly, it's a little, it might be a little like a overlooked movie at this point. It's a solid film. Um, Yeah. Coming up, coming up in July, 26th anniversary. Get ready. Yeah, that's going to be on the Patreon, folks. Check out patreon.com slash game that tune for a 26th anniversary of the mask commentary. <laughs> oh, yeah. Surely that's what Johnny's referring to. There's no other thing that that could be. Is our next poll just going to have all four options be the mask? Not yes. if I'm alive. Oh, <laughs> all right. Great game, game John. Five. So, uh, based on all the research that I could do for this, uh, this game is the only game, to my knowledge, to have been composed by both legendary video game music composer David Wise and legendary video game music composers Tim and Jeff Fallon.
is everybody feeling about that? Wonderful. Yeah, pretty good. good. Not great. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Jesse is—he's uh, presenting dick up. Johnny is uh, going dick sideways. What I don't know, I draw. Well, oh, I truly yeah, don't know. Okay, I just draw dick. It's better than three question marks. No, you can show yours. Oh man. David says Battletoads and Battle Maniacs. He is sadly incorrect. Brent has the correct answer. This is Super Off Road. So, oh. So oh, yeah, I, that I, one. I, I don't think David Wise actually did did work on this, but I, I think if he is credited, my guess is that he's credited because maybe Super Off Road is related to is related to the RC Program franchise, and which he did do right. the music to the RC Program. So maybe. There might be some tunes that were carried over from the original RC Brown. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe he did. Possibly. But from my, to my knowledge, I'm pretty sure it was just uh, Tim and Jeff Bowen. And um, yeah. Well, see, anyway. and that's the tricky part of my trivia. So the NES version has David Wise as a credited composer. Uh, uh, the SNES version is the Fallen Brothers. Yeah. And um, also, if anybody, and oh, I, go ahead. I had to cross-reference those lists to make sure yeah, that yeah. was going to be worthwhile trivia because I'm like, holy shit, they got two legendary composers for this shitty SNES racing game. Like that's uh, you know well done on them. Like by the way, I, I, uh, oh, and you know what? To be, I I want to say I'm not entirely sure, but even though Tim is credited, I, I I'm not entirely sure, but it's possible that only Jeff is the one who actually did work on it. Maybe I, I, I'm not right. I, I don't I mean, I'm not saying that's for sure, but um. If you want to learn more about Tim and Tim Fallen and David Wise, I interviewed both of them, um, not at the same time, but um, on uh, on the Legacy Music. <laughs> whoa, Network. whoa, hold on! So it's on. <laughs> that would have just been a it, you know, what an experience that would have been. It, it's on YouTube. Uh, the the interview portion, like we did, there's like a whole episode that was done for each of them. But um, if you just want to hear the interview only on YouTube, you just search for my name, Brent Weinbach, and you search for Tim Fallen. Uh, you'll find that, and you also find the, the David Wise interview as well. You know, we ask about all these things. Yeah, super yeah. off-road. And I so would say, like, awesome. weird flex, but no, that's not a weird flex. That's a fucking amazing flex. That's awesome. <laughs> that's great. Uh, you know, fucking A, man. Like, you know, I, I wish that, uh, you know, video game music composers were paying attention to this show and maybe wanted to talk to us. Not that we would have anything really of uh, substance to ask them. we would be like, so uh, tell us about uh, working on Plock, man. That was, that was pretty cool, huh? I love the guitars. <laughs> It would, uh, actually, it would not be a very uh, content-heavy We actually did, we, we did something very similar on the show. I had Tim Bowen <laughs> listen to the beach track from Clock, and Hell he yeah. kind of walked <laughs> us through just, you know, phrase by phrase uh, through the track and kind of basically what he ripped off. He he was like, I basically just ripped off a bunch See? of songs, and they're they're all in this. And he's like, okay, that's Stevie Wonder <laughs> right there, and then this is... That's so fucking that's, cool. That's, oh, uh, awesome. you know, I don't know, this is, uh, that's... Yes, or whatever. I don't know. Right, because yeah, I mean, I, you know, I feel like maybe I listened to that at some point. Because like, yeah, I feel like my knowledge of Tim Fallon has changed over the years. Where it's like, you know, he's this like, you know, prodigal fucking music composer, and then it turns out if you listen to interviews or anything with him, it's like he really just wanted to like com- like program computers to replicate the music that he liked in you know in real life. So he's more of like a programmer, and it's like. How can I get this Essenia sound chip to sound like shredding electric guitars? And he and his brother did that, and, you know, maybe his compositions, uh, they were just 
to to flex that uh, that programming muscle. But I mean, you know, He's look, a, he is one of the greatest. Oh, of yeah. course, yeah. No, yeah. No, but, no, he, no but, but he does admit to you know basically lifting a lot or like kind of just emulating a lot of uh, stuff that he liked, you know, and especially in that well, beast I mean, track, that, actually. Yeah. Still, my yeah, favorite. I mean, that, that's a frequent motif in a lot of games. I mean, mm. like, what is it? Uh, Turn Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You think of a uh, like uh, Street Fighter Two. Oh. Ken's theme is just the. Uh, it's a song from Top Gun. Um, there's you know there, I don't know more people better than I have listed out the uh, like the references. There's what tons. is it? Electman. I was gonna say Electman is a Journey song. <laughs> yeah, I think. that's what they say. Hell yeah, that's what they say. Allegedly, I kind of don't know if it sounds too much like it, but yeah, Manami Matsume did that Electman, and um, I know that she did was thinking like this is. Like rock, it's rock man, so like she's thinking rock music, so maybe it does make sense exactly. to do to do Journey, but yeah. I don't know if it sounds too much like Journey. I mean, there's a similar melody there, but look, "Come Together" by the right. Beatles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's definitely it sounds. It, like oh that. yeah, it happens. <laughs> that's definitely sounds and, like it. And I mean, that's obviously Tim Fallon's whole influence on like super off roads. Like, all right, well, it's uh, I don't know off road trucks. Let's do some rock and roll music. Cool. You know, yeah, I wonder if, done. I wonder if like, I could pull up the info right now to see if he actually... Because sometimes he's credited on games that only Jeff did music on, and I, I wonder if it's, right. I can find that. But anyway, carry on talking. I'll, While I'll you're look looking, up, let me I'll talk to you up. about how uh, shitty of a rental Super Off-Road was. Like, you know, holy fuck, man. Like, this game... You, you look at the box and it's like, oh, cool, it's like an off-road Baja truck. You know, you, you're thinking SNES, you're thinking F-Zero Mario Kart, you're thinking... Uh, to a lesser extent, Kyle Petty's No Fear Racing, maybe, and you know, you're just thinking of an SNES racing game, Mode 7, uh, cool off-road shit, you're thinking Top Gear, and then no, you get Super Off-Road. It's, every track takes up one screen, and it's essentially a Mario Party minigame style race. Uh, well, when it, you describe it, it like that, that sounds awesome. No, but that's the whole game, John. There's you know, in Mario Party. There's fifty other mini games. <laughs> it's so, fun in Mario Party when you play it for three minutes, when that's yeah. all you have to play. Right. No, if, if that's the whole fucking thing, like, and that you know, from everything I remember, that's the whole fucking thing in this game. Like, you're just going around dirt tracks, and you know, you're controlling your car. There's uh, three other cars on the track. You can play two players, not four players. No multi tap. Um, and you know, you're uh, controlling your acceleration, your left, right, and I think this game was counting on you to, f like, in terms of like making it hard. I think it was counting on you to kind of get like disoriented and forget which way to press on the pad. Like, you know, if you're, if the track starts at the bottom and then winds up and goes to the right and then goes up, I think it's hoping you'll press up instead of left to make that left turn in order to make it difficult. Because this game ain't difficult, man. It's just, it's fucking repetitive as shit. You do five laps on every track to a, you know, sick-ass shredding Tim Fallon soundtrack. And, you know, and... It was... Man, it, it's like the epitome of, like, tricked you into renting this, <laughs> like... It, you know, looks great on the box, you know, off-road trucks, and then, no, this was, like, the perfect rental game. Like, I, I don't want to play this for more than a night. I, you know, I hope I had a coupon. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe a buy one, you know, rent one, get one. Um, but, yeah, it's not the kind of game where, like, it's an RPG and you're going to feel bad about lost progress. It's like, you know, it's like just looking at a diorama for a night. Oh, you lost progress. Like, 
Xbox yeah. Live progress. <laughs> Listen, man, I was you know I, I was young and I didn't understand that you know time has value as well. <laughs> it was yeah. two player only. To my knowledge. Why I mean, do I, I feel like there were you could have three players in this game? See, I mean, you need the, the multi tap. Multi tap was a thing. Uh, and because it came out on you know multiple systems, so maybe you're thinking of I don't know the Game Boy version, uh, the arcade version. Maybe that's what it um, was. Maybe it was the yeah. arcade version. Yeah, maybe. Well, but, look, uh, I think we do ask him about this track, and I think he answers it. So listen to the interview to find out if he actually did it or not. You know, but perfect. Yeah, if Fandango was the name I, I, of that, I'm, Fandango was the name of that first track, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. So, um, well done. Yeah. No. I, I. I. So anyway. Yeah. I. I. I think we asked him in the in the in the interview. Did you play this track, and, or did you write this track? So, find out on an exciting episode of the Legends Media. Um, but I, I actually have a feeling like he did not do it though. Actually, actually. you really. Uh, you really. Uh, good with the plugs. You, you can get people <laughs> listen to your podcast. It's, it's very good. Um, I mean, it's worth listening to. I'll, I'll it truly is. That's why we have them on. I'm mean, <laughs> just saying that's that's the experienced veteran shit that we're looking for around here that you know, we haven't quite mastered. Um, but yeah, all the tracks just literally have the name of the uh, the music track pasted on at the bottom. So it's like you know, Fandango, Sidewinder, Huevos Grande, uh, you know, which uh, I don't speak a whole lot of Spanish, but I do know, it means you know, eggs big. Um, it's big. Yeah, it translates very well. Which I think it refers to uh, balls, right? Yeah, like, I believe like, so. Big, like you big know. balls are like you know, yeah. Talking about them. them so is them this like bolos, a, the cojones? Like yeah, a devilish time in? or a devil crush time time or tie-in? See, I was I was kind of thinking Wings of War, you know. But oh it's, yeah, uh, it's not. You, know, you don't really see the balls in that one. It's just the big dick boss. Um. But yeah, you know, really, I'm just you know, I'm, I'm flummoxed by these games. Like, I, I just don't get like how guys like Tim and Jeff and like David Wise like escaped composing for such shit games. Like, they, they just you know, David Wise. You see interviews with him. He talks about like programming sounds into a glorified doorbell, and he just wants to make the tunes he wants to make, and he's stuck making just like rare, you know, whatever rare throws his way. And you know, Tim Fallon. I mean. Is there a single good game that he actually composed music for? Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's some good games. It, it really kind of depended <laughs> on the publisher, I feel like, for some reason. But Solstice is a good game, you know. I, I mean, I, I liked it. Right. Um, you know, Tim Fallon did so, that. You know, Solstice and Equinox, to me, are inscrutable. That's just not my not my tempo. Yeah. Sky but, Shark uh, is good. Sky Shark is pretty okay. hard, and that was, uh, yeah, that's the, that was a Taito game. Um there's some other. You expect that with the shoot 'em up territory, but yeah, you just think of like you know. Obviously, Silver Things Sil- like Pictionary. Yeah. Well, know. yeah, and Pictionary, by the way, has a great, has great music. At least oh, one of the tracks, so Drawing, drawing Game, oh, is one of my favorites. <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah. There's there's probably some other some fallen game. Well, Pock is actually a pretty good game. I mean, it gets too hard at a certain point, but um, right, I can't. And it's it's strange yeah. and like not necessarily like inviting and user friendly. It's, it's like, not. Wait, I'm a, it, so I'm a body and I throw all my appendages. Right, right, so, right. Like I can lose. It's not them, the, but, but it's not like a terrible game. I mean, it's. it's I mean, a, I, no. I, I would I would play it, although I couldn't pass a certain part. It's like Decap Attack. Yeah. Yeah. Decap yeah. Attack, which was yeah. the uh, the localization of uh, magical hat. Oh yeah, that's right. The Mega Drive. 
But yeah, it's just so funny that like you know we we fucking love and revere uh, these guys, and you know arguably their music was featured in like nothing of of worth until <laughs> you know well. like. You know, like David Wise got on board with Nintendo. Like until Rare got in with Nintendo, it's like once they got a wide audience. I don't know that Tim Fallon ever got that wide audience. Well, like yeah, none of his games were like the hits. It's weird because so it's just yeah, it's weird because Rare did a lot of games that aren't great, and those are usually the LGN games that they did, right? But mm-hmm. the yeah. but they also did you know they did good games like Slalom. Slalom was a pretty early game for Nintendo, and I mean Rare is almost kind of like a second party. And um, Slalom was good, obviously. And then, you know, I mean, Battle. I mean, there's debate as to whether or not Battletoads is a good game. But, um, you know, right. I mean, some people love that game. Um, I think it's, I don't yeah. know, I think it's kind of flawed in that there's, there should be infinite continues in the game that hard, you know, but. Um, no kidding. I mean, it's like that game, because there are not infinite continues in Battletoads, it makes, I, I've never beaten it because it's just, I don't want to do it all over. You know, you get really far in that game. You don't want to do it all over again. It's so hard. No, yeah, you kidding me? I mean, <laughs> it took me fucking decades to do the Turbo Tunnels. So. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Once I lost in Surf City, it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm, co- I'm good right. on that for a while. <laughs> like, yeah. It ain't happening. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's just so, you know, but, I don't but, know, but, strange to me seeing, like, David Wise's name with, like, you know, all these just, like, jobber games. It's like, oh, yeah, Captain Skyhawk and, you know, fucking... Um, God, I'm trying to think of something else that he did. Like, you know, uh, just Snake, Rattle, and Roll. All these games that I think of like, as rental games. Yeah, but there are, but then, Rare, you know, Rare does have some good games. I mean, there are definitely some bad games, but, sure. there's, but there's some good games. And also, I feel like, the, you know... Fall, and he had his breakthrough. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. There's, I mean, yeah, you just... It's a grab bag, you know. It, it really, it is weird. Like I, I try asking them this, but they didn't know the answer to this question, and I, <laughs> and I think that they wouldn't know the answer. But I wondered if the publishing company, uh, the publishing companies, gave them less money for certain, like if it was LGN, for example. I wonder if they gave them a really small amount of money to make a game, and that's why those games are poor in quality. And then, meanwhile, if it was a Nintendo game, for example, they gave them a lot more money so they could dedicate more work to it and make it a better right. game i wonder if it had to do i tried asking that question but it's i guess it's not really a question they would know the answer to but um yeah exactly if, if they're not involved in the uh like the finance yeah. game at all then they you know they probably don't know they probably just get the uh, get the request and my guess you know, is that do their thing my guess is that that's that is kind of what was going on is that because the, the bad games seem to not be the developer but they seem to be the publisher and that's kind of weird so, I don't know. Maybe right. it has something to do with money. And, like, okay, you want to... Yeah, because, I mean... It, it, you want to give us $10 to even make... Even a bad developer. Right, yeah. <laughs> you want to give us $10 to make Time Lord? All right. Here's what you're going to get for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but even it, even a bad developer, given the right tools, eventually goes on to make a good game. Same with, uh, same with the music. It, the um, bad games, I, I will bet you, were primarily driven by date, right? Like, they wanted to have it on store shelves in time for Christmas. That's true. Could be. Yeah, you know, yeah, probably that's... a lot of a uh, lot of timed releases. You know, I was trying to think of like license games and stuff. Like David Wise did Double Dare back in the day. They had to strike while that super sloppy <laughs> iron was hot. You know, they had to had to get it out. So you got to make like twenty seconds of music ten times over, and that's what you get. Um, he made a great version of the Double Dare theme song, though. So I'll give him that. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. Just it's you know. As guys that do this, uh, you know, this kind of podcast, thinking about like, yeah, you know, these guys make such music that we love, 
for fucking terrible games. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I try to give things a chance and not just uh, not just like you know denounce them on site, but you know. Yeah, Silver Surfer. I gave that. I gave that the five minutes it was it deserved. And you know, I just, it's hard. I, I don't know what went wrong. I don't, I don't know how they made a broken game with the world's best soundtrack in it. It's just strange <laughs> to me. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, so yeah, Super Off Road, possibly the king of the uh, jobbed out games because it got David Wise and the uh, the Fallen's. Uh, yeah, they got that shred metal soundtrack for the SNES version, and the game—it's just a diorama, you know, truck racing game. It's—it's—it's it's, it's not excellent. I, uh, um, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. Like, you know, as long as you can play it and hear that soundtrack, it's good. It's got a sound test. Go listen to that. Um, I don't, I don't know if the sound, tra- sound test is ultimately worth the cost of the cartridge, but I can't imagine the super off-roads terribly, uh, terribly in demand. So. You, I would think you could pick this one up. And this is, uh, I believe, uh, the first ever game featuring Iron Man. Um, I'm, of course, referring like, to Ivo Iron Man, uh, Ivan Iron Man Stewart, uh, the uh, the Baja racer, who uh, was who they thought was famous enough to put his name on this game for the NES version, <laughs> and then dropped it by the time the SNES version came out. Wait, no one out. knows like, who this guy is? Yeah. <laughs> nope. Sorry, Ivan Stewart. You're, you're out. Um... People thought they were getting an Iron Man game. They got a bad Baja truck racing game. And uh, that's why it took until 2008 to get an Iron Man movie. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's I complicated. I don't think that's related, uh, yeah, the, but... The Q score on Iron Man was fucked for a long time after that. I, uh, David, I don't want any corrections on, on this uh, comic book slash Baja truck racing history that, uh, that I've definitely uh, fabricated myself. But yeah, uh, cool game ish great soundtrack uh shout out to all the legendary composers that worked on it the uh, you know the, your fallens and your wises and i think it's time johnny to uh turn this game over to our calculating computer to see who's uh, tonight's winner calculating computer activated computers leaps <laughs> scoring complete this game's winner is Brent Weinbach. Hey! It's, 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 wow. a, it's a tie, though, isn't it? Wasn't it a tie? It is, but I just flipped a coin and picked one. Was <laughs> the tie? <laughs> oh, play Jesse's win jingle too. It'll make both of them happy. All right, can do. Um, this game's winner is. Jesse Moore. Cool. Hell yeah. Great game, guys! You know, what a show! Um, what a what a fantastic game you both played! Uh, you know, Brent is now learning that we don't score highly on this show. This uh, you know, the show's batting average is pretty uh, pretty low on this kind of stuff. I mean, hey, you, but, wait, uh, we got. I mean, how many did I get? Two. Two. You got two. Jesse got two. two so Everybody yeah, we got a- the, the top scores got two. Wait, you got two too, didn't you? I, I I only got one. Oh, you got Everybody one? got at least one. Okay, everyone got it was, one. It was a good. It was a good night though. That's the thing. You know, two out of nobody five. strikes out. It's a good night of game. Two out of five is not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. No, it's yeah. I'm no, impressed. I'm saying, I got man. one. Yeah. Sixteen bit is not my strong suit. <laughs> yeah, no. David jumped. You know, somehow jumped from NES to Nintendo 64, and this was not his episode. So uh, yeah, I did not. You know, I did not job, know so. the. Uh, I'm not. I wasn't familiar with the mass soundtrack. 
And um, I should, I just should have, I could have got it off that hint though. I should have just, uh, I, that, that's where I really flopped, you know, but. I said yeah. the masks. Yeah, the I know, I know, I know. I, I, that, that was my biggest. Don't rub it in, John. What's wrong that with That was my biggest God. mess up. This is our but, uh, guest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but anyway, yeah, so, you know, fantastic show. And so we've got co-winners tonight, Jesse and Brent. And so I think it's only appropriate that the two of you powwow and, you know, pick a theme for next week's episode. So I'm just going to oh, sit quietly and theme. Um, what we're doing next week. Well, why don't you do, um, what do you think, Jesse? I mean, it's your show. Um, um, well, you're the guest. I don't know. I mean, I'm, you, you weren't, uh planning a theme so it's not on the spot um how about but all our themes are done on the spot oh yeah how about all all muscular i don't know they have to feature <laughs> muscles they have to feature muscles all the games have to feature muscles that sounds fantastic i don't know i'm just th- i'm just thinking off the top of my head here i mean That's i love pr- the way this man thinks yeah. not knowing that we've already featured muscle march but oh, you okay know, yeah I, wow. I like the way this man thinks um or you could do something like um you know i don't know like i don't know muscles i mean fun. If it if it makes you feel any better, Johnny once tried to pitch games with vegetables as a theme. So like, oh, that's cool. It's I did, yeah. yeah. You could do food. You, you, you can go food. with pretty much anything you, you want. You could do food games. We did a food episode on our podcast. It was just all food game based games. You could do food games. Oh, yeah. No, and I mean, once you cross two hundred episodes of a podcast, like how how much do you really need a like creative and awesome theme? Like you know, you, you choose an object, you make a theme out of it. That's uh, that's good. So. Jesse, it's up to you to, to verify. Are we are we doing muscle games? I, I like muscle games. That sounds fun. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully that oh, works man. out. Weird flex, but okay. We're going to do uh, muscle games on next week's episode. Um, fantastic theme. What a great uh, great theme. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, uh, man, what a, what a show we've had tonight. Thank you, Brent, so much for, uh, for coming on the show. We Thanks. really, uh, you know. Uh, it, it couldn't have gone better. You you fit fantastically with this uh, with this show. Well, I'm thanks for having. Not going to fire John and offer you his position right now, but uh, you know, down the road, check I think, your uh, inbox. Yeah, exactly. Just, uh, I'll keep, I'll keep you know, my fingers. Get an envelope with a little bit of money in it, trying to convince you. Maybe you want to you want to jump in on this mix. Uh, maybe uh, maybe we get to talk. If I, if I get a, if I get so a copy of Super Off Road in the mail, uh, no. Nah, and that's what I'm saying. Me, yeah. yeah. And a note that says, yes, I listened to your Tim Fallon interview. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah thanks man. for having me. Yeah. yeah. It, it's really been a blast. Um, and then, yeah, uh, all that's left is to say thank you, everybody, so much for, uh, for watching. Uh, thanks, everybody, joining us live. We're live every Wednesday night at 9. We're in our uh, you know Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, find us uh, at Game That Tune. Thanks, everybody, listening in podcast form. Uh, we're available on Tuesday mornings in your podcast device, so check us out there. Uh, thanks to everybody checking out Patreon.com slash Game That Tune. we got a lot of fun exclusives there. We've got uh, GTT Gems. We've got Jesse's Covered Up series. We've got movie commentaries, which we're letting you guys vote on, which is a severe miscalculation on our part, but we'll keep watching what you guys choose. Um, special thanks to the Patreon super fans Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, Chrono, Dominic Guy, Kelly Om, Taylor Y, and Sam L. You're all fantastic, and we appreciate everything you do for the show. 
Um, send us your requests, uh, gamethattune at gmail.com, or hit us up in our Discord, or find us on Twitter at gamethattune. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at jgangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at jpreganjr. You can find David Fleming on Twitter at dfdfleming. Uh, you can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at Sega underscore legend. And Brent, we can find you on Twitter, and I guess we should give you, uh, as a professional podcast-type person, some time to plug some stuff. So tell uh, tell people where they can find you uh, on Twitter and doing various uh, professional comedy things. So Twitter is Brent Weinbach. Um, Instagram is Brent Weinbach Comedy. Um, there's, on YouTube, it's, my YouTube channel is Brent Weinbach. Also, there's a lot of videos on there. And um, I have a comedy special, if anybody's interested. It's on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, it's free. So... Um, but if you don't, then it's, I don't know, it's only like $3 or something, but, um, <laughs> it's, called a, it's called appealing to the mainstream. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then, if you, you know, like, I mean, I've mentioned it during the show, but I mean, the podcast that I do is called the legacy music hour. It's a video game. Music we only, maybe we, you've heard of we it. We focus only on third and fourth generation video game music. Um, and, uh, we, we also do have a Patreon for that as well. It's just, um, patreon.com slash legacy music hour where there's, some bonus stuff like I do covers of uh, video game music on piano and um, on that and there's we, um, we've been playing through Broforce recently to get you know, online together so I don't know if you want to see that but um, anyway so there's stuff on there and that's I think that's pretty much it yeah Vimeo hell yeah cool. um, I, so Jesse and Brent you guys get to decide who's playing the bonus tunes um, first I'd like to highly recommend Pound House it's really oh. great and, yeah, yeah um, thanks that's the web series I do with my friend Doug there's a playlist for uh, that on my YouTube channel. So, yeah, yeah it's, I've been watching. It's so good. Um, but yeah, I didn't put bonus music in, so I'll let it fly to you. Okay. Hell yeah, well, Brent, you got the outro. Um, okay. Well, this hasn't. This is a game that has not been played on your podcast before. I think, unless, um, I, look, I, I you told me that I could, it could be a cover or whatever. I didn't end up really going with anything too crazy. I just thought, you know what. Hitoshi Sakamoto, I thought, let's put, let's, why don't we hear a different game from Hitoshi Sakamoto, because we heard him earlier, and um, this is from a game I did mention called uh, Treasure Hunter G, which had seven different composers on it, so there's a bunch of, the, <laughs> nice. the soundtrack's kind of all over the place, but the ones, the tracks that Hitoshi Sakamoto did, I really stand by, I think are really good, and this is one of them, and this happens to be one of my favorite, this is one of my favorite uh, Super Famicom, Super Nintendo uh, pieces of music of all time um, and uh, it's the final boss music and it's the title of the track is Emperor of uh, Balladry and um, this is just an amazing piece of music I think by Hitoshi Sakimoto uh, from, uh, Hell yeah. from Treasure Hunter G awesome man can't wait thank you for being here and peace out everybody That's good final boss music. <laughs> That's what's interesting about it, too. Very interesting. <laughs>
But there was more. There was more to it. Oh, <laughs> faded it out a little early. Jeez, yeah. Johnny, that of was, all the times was, to fade it to out. To be honest, that was, that oh. was the best part, actually. It was the part you faded out on, actually. That was, like, that was the best part. Oh, you offended the guest at the last possible <laughs> second. That was the best part of the track. We'll fix that okay. post. Oh, God. Devil's Crush is copyright 1990 Compile. Crusader of Senti is copyright 1995 Next Tech and Atlas. The Adventure of Horai High School is copyright 1995 Dynamite. The Mask is copyright 1995 Black Pearl Software. Super Off-Road is copyright 1993 Software Creations and Virgin Games. All right, and we're out. John, you should be so ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I like our Discord chat at the end there just posted all caps, ruined it. <laughs> like as soon as I faded that out. <laughs> God damn it.